You know, uh, <clears throat> there's times in life like an uncomfortable silence where everything just kind of stops and people trying to figure out, well, who needs to say what or who needs to do what? And I think a lot of times we allow the pressure of that in church uh, to push us into going on to the next thing. And we need to just wait. We need to just stop. And, um, you know, it's, we were talking about, I think it was last week or some point, I don't know, we've had a lot of things going on, but we were talking about following the cloud and following the fire like the Israelites. God showed up in the pillar of cloud and he showed up in the pillar of fire. And their only responsibility really was just to follow that. Like see where he was and what he was doing and follow that. And uh, we've complicated things a lot of times because we, we try to do stuff without following his lead. And we just need to back off. Stop trying to, you know, it's his church. <laughs> it's not our church. It's his church. We're a part of his church. But it's not our responsibility. It, said, it says that he will build his church. So the moment where we try to build our church, uh, we, we get messed up because we are not a big enough resource to do what he wants to do. We have to have him. He has to bring the supply. He has to bring the provision. That means that we back off uh, from trying to figure everything out. That doesn't mean, I'm not talking about we don't have plans. I'm not talking about we don't put our hand to stuff. I'm just talking about we hear from him, we wait on him, hear from him, and then we're obedient. A lot of people sacrifice a lot of things, but they weren't obedient. In other words, they just go do things, and it costs them something. That's a sacrifice. But obedience is better than sacrifice. In other words, he doesn't want us out there doing a ton of things that he didn't tell us to do. He wants us simply to just hear from him and then be obedient to it. And that's, that's the way we need to be. Well, when it comes to a time like that where there's a kind of that, oh, man, what do we do now? That was, that was a move of the Lord right there. You know, that was, that was the Father moving. And he touched some people's lives, definitely. And how do you transition? Well, who says you have to transition? <laughs> you know, it, it's our mind. It's the flesh that wants everything to be smooth and in our little comfortable known circle. You know, but it's, that's not necessarily God. A lot of times the Lord wants to do some more things. And we have to learn as a body uh, to wait on him, wait on him. And um, I, don't, I don't see a whole lot of that in the American church today, uh, but I think it's something that's truly almost been lost, but we're going to do it because it's in this word. You know, we're going to do it as a body. We're going to learn and we're going to grow up as a body. In Ephesians 1, um, you don't have to turn there, just let me get this point to you. In Ephesians uh, chapter 1, it talks about the body of Christ coming to an administration suitable to the glory, to the fullness is what it says. Uh, in verse 10, uh, with a view, he says, he made, verse 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his kind intention which he purposed in him. In other words, he said God had a will and he purposed it in Jesus Christ. He had a will to accomplish. And wouldn't it be good for us to get an idea of what that will is and then do that thing? Uh, I mean, we can do our thing all day long 
And, um, you know, I remember we did a series a couple of years ago called The Cloudy with a Chance of Loaves and Fishes. Uh, you know, and it was, a, it was a run off of The Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. But basically, in that series, what it was talking about is what does the church look like? Because we have this idea of church, but what is it actually? What does it actually do? And the whole point was, if anybody saw the old movie, the miniseries, Jesus of Nazareth, which I think was really good, but it showed when he fed the 5,000, he lifts up the basket and it's got like the two fishes and the loaves, the loaves and fishes in the basket. Then when it comes down, the basket's full. But you're talking about he fed 15,000 people. Like you realize that's like 15,000 Happy Meals, right? Like, he would have been buried under a pile of loaves and fishes if it would have happened. If he'd have gone, oh, Lord, bless it, you know, you know, it, it would have been too much. That's not where the miracle took place. The miracle took place in their hands. He blessed it and broke it, and it happened in the hands of the people. But in that series, we really looked at what are we doing in church that looks like the way God wrote it, and what are we doing because we just... We're taught that that's how it was supposed to look. And you find out that we're doing a lot of things because that's what we grew up in. And that's, that's how we were taught about it. Instead of going back to the Word and finding out you know, for ourselves what it says. And one of the things I want you to see here is he says, He made known to us the mystery of His will. So he's not trying to hide what he's up to. He wants to let us know what he's up to. Uh, and then, which he purposed in Christ. So in Christ is where his will happens. Which he purposed in him. In Christ is where his will happens. And then he says, with a view, in other words, here's where we're going. With a view to an administration suitable to the fullness of the times. Now I'm not going to teach, this is not, I'm not going to teach on this today. Pastor Tracy does a great job of, of this. But it's not talking about till we get to the right time. It's talking about that you can have the fullness in the time that you're in, right? That you can have the fullness in of the glory of God. The, the glory is the fullness. And he's saying, I want you to understand that the Christ will in the church is that we would grow to have an administration or a setup that is suitable to hold the fullness of God or the glory of God. That's what it's talking about. And he's not trying to hide it. But if God walked in and the glory of God fell, it, maybe we'd have one good day, right? But how many people do you think would be able to uh, enjoy it fully? Well, I mean, there'd be people that were touched by it. Oops, excuse me. Uh, there'd be people that were would be touched by it for sure. But is it any good if it just comes every now and then and then leaves? He, what he's talking about is the fullness of God coming into a place and coming into a body, coming into an area and residing, right? To take dominion, to, to set up camp, so to speak. To set up a, a lighthouse in the middle of a dark area and let it grow ever brighter, the whole area. Right? He's talking about the fullness of God and the glory of God setting up. But here's the thing. Most of the time what happens is people will get a touch of God and sometimes it blows the place apart because people are not ready 
for it. We want to be the kind of place, you know, that's ready for it. You know, here I've seen the Lord move before and people get really mad and upset. And I'm talking about people that have been, you know, with us for years. And all of a sudden they're gone simply because God actually came in and, and did something. But they didn't recognize it. And that's kind of on me where I didn't teach it, right? I didn't get an administration that was uh, ready, that was suitable to hold it. You know, and so I, I take a responsibility in that because I want to say, but I'm not going to be that way anymore where I'm not going to teach that. Now, here's the thing. When you start getting into the areas of God and you start moving with him, there's some stuff in the word that just looks weird. I mean, it just looks weird to a fleshly mind, to a carnal mind. I love, <laughs> uh, I think it's Brother Copeland that says, you know what, you know what carnal means? Carnal, you know, carnal means meat. It means flesh. So literally, he says, a meat, a meat mind, a meat head. Right? <laughs> let's not be a meat head. <laughs> let, let's not be carnally minded. Right? Let's not be have our mind set on the things of the flesh, but let's set them on the things above. A mind set on the flesh is death, but a, a mind set on the spirit is life. Right? It's life. So one of the things that we want to do is we want to see the things of God and we want to be ready so that if the glory comes in, we can not only see it, accept it, expect it, but we can walk in it as well. And that means that it's going to push beyond what we think we know because God's bigger than what you think you know. You know, I've said this, this is not like a foreign message uh, how many have heard me talk about something along this lines more than one time, you know? Right. Why, why is that? Well, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the, by the Word of God. And that's the Word of God preached. So the more that we hear that, the more we prepare our minds that we need to understand that it's us that needs to change. If God's sitting up there, we need to come up. Not him come down to our level of thinking, right? We need to go up. So that means we've got to see things in a different way. Amen? And that means that God's going to do it. You know, I've used this. I, to me, I think it's a great example of it is if this, if this circle represents what we know, right? If that circle represents what we know, is God within that circle? Well, he does exist there, but is that the only place that he exists? No, God's not only in what we know, but he's also outside of what we know. But the issue is what we know becomes our comfort zone. What we know, think about it. If I don't know something, that's when I'm uncomfortable with it. When somebody starts to take you beyond from what you know to what you don't know, that's when our flesh is uncomfortable and it starts clamming up. It starts putting the brakes on. But don't you know that God, does he love you? And he disciplines those that he loves, right? So don't you know that God is constantly going to draw you from what you know into more. In other words, he's going to constantly, because he, he disciplines those that he loves, he's going to pull you to cross that line of what you know, to cross that comfort zone and come to where he is, to where the fullness of he is. But not he won't leave you there. So he's constantly going to do that. And what happens is we get in church and God starts pulling us across that line and we just say, I don't like that preaching. 
But it's not you necessarily that doesn't like that preaching. It's your flesh. And you have to recognize the difference between the two. A lot of times, or I don't like what just happened there. I don't like that he prayed in tongues. Or I don't like that somebody fell out. Or did he just push somebody? And, you know, sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. It depends on who, if I know them. And, and do I tell them about it or not? It just depends. You know, what's the Holy Ghost doing? Right? And, um, but most of the time, if I don't know people, I don't. And uh, just so you know, unless the Lord tells me, and then if he tells me, I generally tell them, uh, hey, I'm going to do this because I believe the Lord told me to. And generally there's some freedom that happens in that moment. But that's what I'm saying. People get, they get hung up on all these things. And what they don't realize is if somebody actually knows what they're doing uh, and they're being led by the Holy Spirit, then what the Holy Spirit is doing is he's causing their knowledge to increase. He's calling, causing their comfort zone to be uh, uh, increased. He's causing it to grow. Why? They become more comfortable with the things of God. Why? Because they become more comfortable with the things of His fullness. How can they walk in His fullness if they're not comfortable with it? If, I'm, if God comes in and I'm constantly uncomfortable with it, am I going to be receiving everything that He has for me? No. Am I going to be an assistance to it or a draw on it, uh, pulling away from it? I'm going to be pulling against it because I don't understand it. But if I will start to allow God to increase the, my things about spirituals, then all of a sudden I will move in and I won't be a pull on it. I'll be an addition to it. And we can then sustain that. We can be an administration suitable to the glory. Look here uh, at 1 Corinthians 12. I wanted to get up and say, I tried to get to this message last week, but I'm not, I knew if I did that, we wouldn't get to it. So I didn't say that, and we're still not getting to that message, which is funny. And, and just look at this very simple verse here, 1 Corinthians 12 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, uh, I do not want you to be unaware. In the King James, it says, I don't want you to be ignorant. Now, you have to understand that that word gifts, uh, in, in many of your Bibles, it'll be in italics, right? Because that word was not in the original text, that particular word. The translators put that word in to give us an idea that he was talking, getting ready to talk about the spiritual gifts or the manifestations of the Holy Ghost that he's getting ready to explain. Uh, but that word wasn't in there. The correct translation of that, it, it, any word that's added like that, it should basically mean the same whether you leave it in or take it out. Uh, that's the way it should, it should uh, operate. But if you take that word out, you'll see that it says, it doesn't just say concern spiritual gifts. So it's not just talking about the gift of tongues, gift of prophecy, gifts of healing. It's not, it's not what it's saying. It's saying now concerning spirituals which is what I said a few minutes ago. Now concerning spiritual things, I would not have you ignorant. This is the Holy Ghost through Paul saying, I don't want to leave you ignorant on spiritual things. I don't want you to be unaware of how the Spirit works and moves. But here's the thing. How do you learn something? You, you have to either one, be taught it, or you're taught through experiencing it. So the Lord does it both ways. He'll have somebody stand up and they'll start teaching you about spiritual things. But at the same time, you'll also experience it. 
And you'll start to realize, oh, this is that. This is what's going on. I remember one time in prayer, um, I was just learning about prayer or, or growing in my ability to pray. We had a prayer group at a church that Nicole and I were at. And um, uh, we were, I think we were in a circle. The chairs were gathered around in a circle when we were praying. And uh, I started to see something. And I thought it was just me thinking it. I didn't fully understand the relationship between the, the spirit and the soul or the mind and the body. I, I didn't fully have that picture formed yet, so I didn't fully understand this. But the Lord was teaching me some stuff. I started to see something. I thought it was just me thinking it. Well, about that time, somebody in the prayer circle starts saying the exact same thing that I was seeing. And I realized this was not just just Brian the flesh man thinking this. This was the Holy Ghost feeding Brian the spirit man and my spirit man feeding my mind. And that was actually spirit led leading that I had. And it was he had given it to me to pray that thing out. I'd missed it because I was unaware. So what he did was he taught me how this works and how this flows. And because I wasn't, I wasn't aware of it yet, he said, well, I'm going to give it to somebody else. And then that'll confirm that I was hearing it correctly. And, I start, and then I watched that happen a number of times. Uh, a bunch of times I've seen it in prayer. Somebody say, say uh, start praying something and then somebody else go, I had that too. I was seeing the same thing, you know. And it was just the same Holy Ghost. You know, same Holy Ghost showing us how to operate. But had the Holy Ghost not shown some of those spiritual things and how to move and operate in those spiritual things, do you think we could operate in them on a regular basis? No. See, the Lord is wanting to bring us up to another level. What kind of level? An administration suitable to His fullness. An administration suitable to the glory of God. An administration where God walks in and says, that's exactly how I would do things. And do you imagine that we've hit that yet? Well, we probably had moments. <laughs> but, but we're working on it. What are we doing? We're growing. We're getting better and better and better. But is in that growth, is it constantly going to jump over what we've known up to this point? Is it constantly going to cross that comfort zone? Absolutely. It's going to cross it. Why? Because we don't know what we don't know. We, we, we're here, and for whatever reason, be it our fault or anybody else's fault, that's just where we're at. And if there's stuff outside of that circle of things that we know, we just don't know them yet. We've got to get there. Maybe it was our fault. We haven't grown fast enough or haven't been humble enough to open up our mind. Or, or maybe there's been circumstances of our environment that's kept us closed in those ways. But regardless of why we're here, that's where we're at. And we just need to keep on growing. We just need to keep getting in this word and seeing what God has for us and let it come out. Amen. And then when we do that, all of a sudden, you know, you, you say, hey, I can rise up to a new level and I can rise up to a new level and I can rise up and I can rise up. And, and I, hey, I just learned something. I just grew in that spiritual gift. I just, I just grew. I just understood something more about the glory of God and the fullness. I just saw what the will of God was. He wants us to operate in the fullness. 
This is not about us having a service that we have three songs and, and an offering and, and, and you know the sermon and benediction. It always does the same way, same thing, every single thing. No, 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 no. In Him we live and move and have our being. It's a flow in the Holy Ghost. This is not about doing it a plan that feels good to the flesh. This is about flowing by the Holy Ghost. And if it's not a flow of the Holy Ghost, it's not operating correctly. It's definitely not going to hit the fullness or at least a sustained fullness of God. It's not going to happen. You've got to give yourself to the Holy Ghost and let Him do what He wants to do. And that happens not only on Sunday morning, but what is this supposed to be an example of? This is supposed to be an example of you know, how we live the rest of our lives, in our home, in our business. I'll tell you, when you start to learn how to flow in the Holy Ghost, uh, like we do on Sunday morning in your business and in your home, everything gets better. <laughs> it is so much better because you don't have to be worried about making decisions. Uh, you just have to learn how to hear from Him and be obedient. Same flow. Same flow. And what have you done? You've just not, you've become uh, unignorant about spirituals. You've learned about spiritual things and you've seen that happen there. And then you learn that God wants to bring the same flow into my business. That means He wants to bring the same flow into my, uh, my bank account, He wants to bring the same flow into my body, right? He wants to bring that same flow. Yeah, just this week, uh, it was on Tuesday. Actually, Tuesday we had a very full day and uh, leading prayer. Uh, I was leading prayer with a bunch of pastors over in Charlotte. And then, and, uh, and we weren't like, oh dear Jesus, please help us. No, 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 we were praying, right? And uh, I about lost my voice. But part of the reason I about lost my voice was that night, I don't know what was going on, but I woke up, I felt sick. I felt like, you know, there was something trying to come on. You know, that was Tuesday morning. I'm about to go lead prayer. I'm like, man, this is, I don't need to be feeling like this. And where did this come from, you know? And then we go on the rest of the day, and uh, that night, you know, impact starts. Well, I've already strained my voice. I had my throat was already feeling kind of raw. Then I go in. That was like two hours worth of heavy praying. Come in there, there's three hours worth of me teaching and uh, I, I was like man somebody fixed me some hot tea but it wasn't just that it was I wasn't feeling great I was feeling kind of sickly right well praise God we've learned how to flow oh pfft, no that sickness can't stay here that's illegal well I just take that same thing on Sunday morning I take it into my Tuesday no you can't stay here no gotta go woke up Wednesday like nothing ever happened why? Because God's Word is real on Sunday morning just like it is on Tuesday morning, right? And when the same rules and laws in the Spirit will work on Sunday like it does on Tuesday. And, but if you don't know these things or you haven't seen these things demonstrated, then it's going to be hard for you to operate in something that's completely unknown to you. <clears throat> does that make sense? So, you know, it's like, uh, um, it's like Brandon, you, you help and you do some stuff and siding and different things in your business and do some things at home. Now, I have never done siding. You know, I've never done that whatsoever. Uh, I've never done anything like that. Now, I imagine I can, I can figure out certain things, but how well do you think it would go if Monday morning I try and go side a house? Like, I don't even know where to start. 
I don't even know where to begin. You think, you know, who's going to, who wants to hire me versus who wants to hire Brandon, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You don't want to hire me. Why? Because I don't know anything about it. Because my knowledge has not grown out to that place. And we're talking in the series that we're talking about, about being the salt and the light. Who's going to want to call you if you don't know how to operate in healing when they're, when they're babysick? Nobody. But you're called to be the light. So it's not that that needs to stop us. It, it's the, not that we don't know yet. And nothing needs to hold us back from where he said, go. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. In other words, if Jesus said it, there's provision there. Let me go find the provision to become what he said I could be. Let me go and be the provision that he could said I could be. Let me learn. Let me grow. Let me not be ignorant or unaware of the spiritual things and let me grow in it. In other words, if siding was a spiritual thing and, and I was called to it, then I don't need to let my lack of understanding hold me back from it. I would need to go and study and learn and find somebody that knows what they're doing and how to operate in it and plug in so that I could be what I'm called to be in Christ. But as it stands, you know, as it stands now, nobody would want that, and I would do a horrible job. I'd probably be really frustrated because I don't even know what parts. I don't know, you know. I'm I'm sure that there's like strips that go behind the siding, but before you put that on, there's probably some insulation. But I don't know what they're called. I don't know the thickness. I don't know how to put it together right and figure it correctly. I don't understand all that because I've never done it. I'm ignorant in those things. So we can't be that way. The Holy Spirit said through Paul concerning spiritual things, brethren, I would not have you unaware. I would not have you ignorant. So in other words, right there he tells us that we need to grow in our ability to understand what God is up to, what he wants to do, and how he wants to do it. And that means that when we do that, it's going to go beyond what we know now. If I go and I start learning about siding, I'm going to be learning new things. It's not necessarily bad that I don't know those things now, but as I learn, my knowledge will then grow. And it would be my responsibility to give myself to that growth. Not beat myself up because I don't know it yet, right? But get around anything that would teach me how to do that. And that's what we're, we have a responsibility to do as believers so that we would then have an administration suitable to the glory of God. Does that make sense? And not just one where God can come by and visit every now and then and just touch us with some joy every now and then, but one that can sit and remain. That the glory of God is here when people and, and guests walk in the door. They're like, good night. And they don't even know spiritual things. But something's different. Something's different, right? Now, have we been to that place? Well, I think in, in moments we've been to that place. But have we gone there and stayed there as a body? I don't think so. I think we're just scratching the surface. So, okay. So, we're where we're at. Well, let's grow. Let's grow. Amen. Let's grow. Let's grow in those things. Why? So that when that person comes in and they need help, all of a sudden they find the help that they need. Because they don't have a body who just talks about Jesus all the time. They're living Jesus and they know how to operate in Jesus. In Him we live. 
We have life and life to the full till it overflows. We move. We, we have our moving through him and we have our being, right? In him we, lo- we live and move and have our being. In him we live and move and have our being. In him we flow. In other words, all of this comes from a relationship with him. All of this comes, you know, right now, even as I'm preaching right now, this is not my notes. These are not the notes that you have on there. These are not the scriptures that are on, that are on your uh, little sheet there, right? This is not what I was planning on preaching. I was not planning on, on praying for people in all, but that's what the Holy Ghost wanted to do. In Him, life comes as we allow Him to move us and understand that He has, is the being that I need. That everything I need is in Him. It bees in Him. Amen? That's good English. I'm telling you, it's good English. Everything I need, it bees in Him. Amen? That's... As, as, a, as a, it's Twitterable, I'm telling you. <laughs> I so, twit that, right? <laughs> twit that. No, tweet it, please. No, in Him, in Him, everything I need, and it's funny, but it'll stick with you. It bees in Him. Everything I need, it bees in Him. Amen? See? It is. It's in Him. So I just have to learn how to get in Him and stay in Him. That's a relationship. And we need to bring that relationship with us every day of the week. And then we need to bring that relationship in here as well. This is not a place where we just go on with what we plan. The Holy Ghost said, oh, call for people. You notice when I first called for, I was standing about right here. I said, look, if today's your day and you need to come settle that, if you need to come on up, come on up. Did you notice there for like the first 10, 20 seconds, nobody moved? Anybody notice that besides me? It probably looks different when you're standing right here and you ask for people to come. But notice about 20 seconds, nobody moved. But then I got to ask myself, Oh, did I hear from God or not? Yeah, I heard from God. Okay, then hold on. And then what happened? The Holy Spirit starts moving. He starts moving on people. All of a sudden, I'm thinking we might have four or five people. We probably prayed for 20, 20, 30 people. I don't know how many it was, but we prayed for a few, right? God wanted to do something. And then I get up here. Like, I really like this message that's on your little handout here. I'm looking forward to telling you about this message. I really wanted to tell you it last week. It's the same notes. I really wanted to. And they're not bad notes. Like the Lord gave it to me. And I'm looking forward to it. But I much rather want to be in Him. And let His spiritual things go to work. And I don't know why, but we need to hear this message today, not that one. I'll get to it eventually. I think. I think. And I really like, you're going to like it too. You're going to like it too. Amen. But this is what we need to hear today. Why? Because the Holy Ghost, he's showing us where to go. How, how, many, how many people this message already helped you? We raised it there. See? Amen. So he knows what he's doing. I didn't know you need to hear this. I wasn't aware of that. He was though. Amen. Thank you, Lord.
Duro bomus be etene esho o pakana masobo. Blame me metene metene. It's a really nice message. I really want to preach it. Like I read through the notes, thinking about them this week, I'm like, man, this is going to be a really good message. Give me a good question to ask you at the beginning of it. Kind of prick your thinking, you know. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Lord, teach us to move in the fullness. Ah, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Mm. Holy Spirit, teach us to move in an administration suitable to the fullness of yourself, the fullness of your glory. Teach us, Lord, how to move in that place. Teach us, Lord. Show us. It's obvious, Lord, we don't have everything right. And praise God, all we got to do is just give ourselves to you, and you'll show us. You'll show us. It's obvious, Lord. All we got to do is just give ourselves to you, and you'll show us. You'll have mercy on us. You'll forgive us. You'll take us by the hand and show us step by step, step by step, everywhere to go, everything to do. In you, Jesus, we live. In you, we live. Say it with me. In you, Jesus. In you, Jesus. I live. In you, Jesus. We live. We have life to the full full. till it overflows overflows. in every area of life, life. health, Health. finances, Finances. protection, Protection. restoration, Restoration. deliverance, Deliverance. salvation, Salvation. filling of the Holy Ghost. In you, Jesus, we live. In you, Jesus, we move. We move. In you, Jesus. We have every part of our being. And if we miss it, we'll dust ourselves off, be forgiven, and move on. And grow some more. And learn some more. Amen. It's not complicated. It's not hard. It's just a matter of following the cloud. Following the presence of God. Following the pillar of fire. It's just a matter of having our eyes open to see him, hear from him, and be obedient. Has anybody ever had a situation where you thought you knew what you were doing? And then somebody came in and they said, why are you doing it this way? Why don't you do it this way? Right? You've ever had? And then all of a sudden, like what took you two hours now takes you an hour. You ever had a situation like that? You know, sometimes those computer people are like that. Like you're doing it this one way forever and then they'll be like, hit control A or something like that. Something really simple and stupid shouldn't be like that, you know. But they'll say that and all of a sudden you realize your workload just like got cut in half when you're doing that task, right? So now at the moment, our flesh, 
feels condemned, like, you idiot, right? That's the way our flesh feels. <laughs> our flesh feels like, God, why did I not know that? But if we really see the, the other side of it, we start to realize, man, my workload just got cut in half. Man, I just grew. I just got better at what I do. Now, see, the devil really likes to highlight the idiot part. <laughs> and our flesh really likes to highlight the idiot part. But we need to get over that. I'm pretty happy when I figure out I'm doing something wrong because when I figure out I'm doing something wrong, that just means I just went up. Amen. I just went up. I was wrong, but now I just went up because I've changed it. Right. I figured it out. Glory to God. So now I don't see problems as a bad thing. I see them actually as, as growth. You know, we have a statement in leadership. Growth without change is impossible. See, they've heard it before. Growth without change is impossible. In other words, you're not going to change, and change is a part of Christianity. With, you're not going to grow without recognizing your need for change. Right? You're not going to grow. And growth is a necessity. In your walk with the Lord. Because otherwise you stay here. And, and you do not fulfill the purpose and the destiny. Because if you just stay where you know. Then you are limited to everything you know right now. And he says I want to do more uh, than you can ask or think. In order for you to get into the more than you can imagine. More than you can ask or think. That's going to require growth on your part. Because otherwise it will always be more than you can imagine. You'll never see those things. In other words, when he said that statement, I want to do more. I want to bless you exceedingly abundantly beyond what you can ask or think. That means you've got to grow to get there. Right? You've got to change to get to that place. That means you, right now you've got things wrong. That's where humility steps in. Because if you've got things wrong, the only way to get past those things that you have wrong is if you start to humble yourself and say, I can miss it. You know, I as a pastor can miss it. I have missed it multiple times. Multiple times, multiple times. As a pastor, I've missed it. I've missed different things. I've, but I've learned. I've grown, you know. It doesn't make me a bad pastor that I've missed it. It makes me a bad pastor if I stay there. It makes me a bad pastor if I'm not humble enough to see it and move past it and accept the change, accept the discipline, accept the growth. That's what would make me bad. It would make me bad if I dwelt on how bad I did it, right? If I never got past that, I just kept focusing on, oh, I missed it, idiot, right? If I kept focusing on that, I don't need to focus on that. I need to focus on Christ. Yep. I was an idiot, maybe. Yep. But his blood was worth more than my idiocy. His, his sacrifice empowered me to simply be obedient. Amen. So I got to get over myself and my mistakes. I got to forgive. You know, the Lord is already, this is a great thing. The Lord's already forgiven us. For everything that we've ever done. He's already offered it. He paid the price for it. He saw ahead and said when they get to that place it's already going to be forgiven. And it doesn't mean that we don't need to, you know, keep, we need to keep on doing that wrong thing. But understand that he's already seen that thing. He's already forgiven you. If you'll, if you'll confess it, you'll have forgiveness and you'll walk in that freedom of it. But here's the thing. If we don't forgive ourselves for it, 
then literally what we're saying is, I know more than you, God. You forgave me, but I'm not going to forgive me. I'm more smart than you are. That's pride. It's not humility. Humility is saying, Lord, okay, I have areas that I can miss. I don't know everything. Help me see. Help me, help me be taught. But not only that, but I'm not going to sit here and beat myself up because I, I, I didn't know something. Right. Whether it be my fault or somebody else's fault, I'm just going to receive the price that you paid for me missing it. And now because of your price, I'm going to let that empower me to grow beyond it. Amen. I'm going to let your price empower me, your grace empower me to move into the fullness to move into everything that you have planned for me. To move into the more than I can ask or think. Amen? Amen. Amen. Father, we just praise you and thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we just receive everything. Lord, I just ask that what we've ministered today and what we continue to minister, Lord, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you will complete it in the hearts and the minds of everybody who's hearing this message. Lord, just complete it. Complete it, Lord. Complete it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.